beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you were asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, it helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together. Good morning to all the beautiful souls listening today. I am so excited to introduce you to today's wonderful guest. She's someone that came highly recommended to me post-surgery when I had to learn how to walk again. And when I started with her in PT, it became a much more holistic experience. So let me tell you a little more about our guest. Dr. Lauren Sajinor is a doctor of physical therapy, as well as a Pilates and bar instructor in New York City. She specializes in orthopedics, dance medicine, pelvic health, and manual therapy. She treats patients with a history of chronic pain and helps motivate them to find joy in movement. She uses Pilates in her sessions, which provides her clients the education they need to feel great in and out of the clinic with her. I can personally attest to her unique holistic treatment approach that is tailor-made to meet each of her clients' needs and is meant to empower us with greater knowledge of their bodies. Welcome, Lawrence. I'm so happy you're here to share your wisdom with our listeners. So let's start with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic today. I think it's going to be super valuable for the listeners. So I am excited to dive in. Um, I am a doctor of physical therapy, as you mentioned, and I specialize in orthopedics, dance medicine, pelvic health, manual therapy. And then I also, um, work at a clinic in New York city. So that's, um, where people can find me. (laughs) Okay, great. And before we dive into the serious stuff, Lawrence, 
why don't you tell our listeners a fun fact about you, something that they might not necessarily learn as one of your patients? <laughs> um, I would say the fun fact about me is that I am a diehard reality TV fan. I love <laughs> all of it, no matter what show, um, no matter how you know, trashy or short-lived. I love it all. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, there are a lot of us out there who would say we have that same guilty pleasure, whether or not we'll admit to it or not. <laughs> so Lawrence, tell our listeners what a typical holistic treatment plan looks like for your patients. How do you, what happens when they come in? How do you diagnose the problem? So I typically um, am sure to ask all about the entire body. So if someone comes in with a particular impairment or pain in a certain area of the body, I'm sure to ask about previous injuries um, and the ways that it might manifest in other parts of the body. And then I also um, make it a point to ask about their physical and emotional health. I really want to know who was on their health team, who was helping them with their impairments and how did they get to me? Um, so it could be, you know, asking them about, you know, if they see a GI doctor, a gastroenterologist, or maybe an orthopedic surgeon, or maybe they see an acupuncturist or a psychotherapist. So I really try to get a gist of who's on their health team and who's helping them achieve optimal health. Okay. And talk a little bit about biofeedback and how it helps you in the work that you do with your patients. So I see a lot of patients actually with chronic pain. So chronic pain is defined as anything um, that goes beyond six months. So someone will come in perhaps with an injury that they've had or pain that they've had for a year, two years, 10 years. So that would all qualify as chronic pain. Um, and so with chronic pain, there's a tendency to dissociate from the body. A lot of patients that I see are not very well connected to the parts of their bodies that hurt or their bodies in general. So biofeedback is an excellent tool that I use to help bring more awareness and more connectedness to the patient's body. So that can be through external devices. Um, there's a thing that we use to help people strengthen their core. And it looks sort of like a blood pressure cuff that you place on the small of the back and you lay on it and you're paying attention to see how much pressure are you putting into that biofeedback or that external device when you are performing core activation exercises. So that's like a visual and sort of um, tactile aid to help people connect to their bodies. Um, I also use a lot of visual feedback. So either using a mirror or, um, any sort of external device. Sometimes I take pictures, sometimes I take videos of people 
um, to show them how they're moving. Um, and again, bring greater awareness to their movement patterns, their biomechanics that may be contributing to their pain and their discomfort. And then I also use a lot of tactile cues. So placing my hand on the areas that I want to sort of calm down or the areas that I want the person to activate, bringing awareness to those muscles that I want to be working when performing a certain movement. And then I also, um, you know, sometimes if that doesn't work, I'll also just perform the exercise for the patient or the client myself and have them actually, you know, provide tactile feedback on me so that they know where to feel it. Um, so those are some of the tools that I use for um, biofeedback and to help people connect to their bodies. Lawrence, one of the other things that I find that you do being one of your patients is I find it very interesting. Uh, for instance, when we were talking about chronic pain in my lower back, the other parts of my body that you would go through tactile cues for and you're like okay well this is going to affect your lower back but it's not necessarily there so do you want to talk about the reference pain mm -hmm. so yeah referred pain can um can manifest in different places so that's why it's also really important a good practitioner and a good movement coach will bring awareness again to the areas that may actually be causing the pain. So sometimes if you have pain in your low back, you might think, you know, okay, my pain is in my low back. It must be exactly where I feel the pain. However, sometimes it could actually be on the completely opposite side of the body, or it could be at the front of the body when, you know, you might have the symptoms in the low back area. So Referred pain is usually pain in one location that refers to another part of the body. Um, and a skilled practitioner will help you kind of um, recognize that and help you find ways and give you practical tools to rectify it as well. Okay, that's, uh, I thought that was good information as well to share. Uh, so, what are you seeing in terms of issues of chronic pain? Are they manifesting in all age groups or is it more specific to certain age groups? So there are definitely a, a list of common diagnoses that we might see in older age group, but older age groups, but chronic pain manifests among all age groups. Um, and sometimes it can be as a result of childhood trauma, some sort of physical trauma, emotional trauma, or sexual trauma. So that can happen at any age. And that chronic pain can show up years later, decades later. Um, and you might not pinpoint it to that particular event, but it may very well, you know, be related to that. So really, I say I see people with chronic pain from all ages, backgrounds, ethnicities, it doesn't matter, it, it can affect anyone. Um, and 
it um, takes a lot of time and a lot of patience to be able to address and to be able to heal. But again, this is where this idea of having a comprehensive health team to help you tackle this pain can be very useful and very helpful in helping you combat, you know, the symptoms that you may have been dealing with for a very long time. Well, let's get into that a little bit. Because of this comprehensive health team, and because you raised the very interesting point about people coming in with chronic pain, and sometimes it can come from the trauma, uh, physical abuse, etc. Uh, I want to get into this a little because believe it or not, the most popular episode uh, in terms of podcasts were this was the silent face of childhood abuse. And it seems that so many people bear this secret in shame. I'd like I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how you've seen sort of people come in and somehow uh, between different things that you may have talked to them about, therapy, journaling, asking questions, how you've helped them get through this type of emotional blockage that you're seeing manifest as something physical. Yeah, so there's this wonderful book on chronic pain and pain neuroscience, which is called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And it really dives into the topic of chronic pain and how it manifests on a physical level in the body. Um, rather, how trauma um, can affect uh, the physical body. So anyone with a history of trauma, the, one of the prime examples that he uses are people returning from war. Um, he also mentions sexual trauma, how some of that, even though you can't see, there's no like tangible tissue damage, the pain from that trauma um, can still manifest years down the line. So sometimes it takes a little while for patients and clients to feel comfortable enough to share that part of their history with me. But once they do, I think it can unlock, um, you know, kind of that healing journey and recognizing that that trauma can really be manifesting in a physical way. So I have quite a few patients um, who have survived um, sexual trauma and their pain manifests as pelvic pain. So they have pain with um, intercourse, they have muscle spasms in their pelvis, um, they deal with a lot of tightness and discomfort in their pelvic region, and they may not initially know why, but once we start to discuss their history of trauma, they start to link those two together. And that's really the first step of healing is that awareness that you know it may have been linked to this physical or emotional event, and it's manifesting on a what we call somatic level. So in the muscles, right? 
Um, and so people with um, chronic pain or a history of trauma might be living in a constant state of fight or flight. So as a result, their pain threshold might be lower, which then um, kind of manifests as increased pain, increased sensitivity, um, and, uh, you know, kind of, a, yeah, like a heightened state of, of fight or flight. Um, and that can manifest as pain in the muscles. So there's a direct link between that physical and emotional trauma and pain in the body. And so when it comes to addressing that, you know, things like journaling, meditating, and dance actually is one of the things that the books rec that the book recommends is dance and movement, intentional movement to move through those blockages can be extremely helpful in, um, in the healing journey. Have you experienced this in your own life? Um, so I will say, you know, I have dealt with chronic pain probably since the age of 15 and I'm happy to report that I am on the other side of it. So it has taken, you know, a lot of commitment on my end, a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, um, finding movement that brings me joy movement that um, calms my nervous system and finding a right balance between work and my social life um, has been hugely important in helping me heal that chronic pain. So there was a time actually where I had difficulty sitting in a chair at a restaurant. I couldn't sit without being uncomfortable or without being in pain on a stool or on a chair in a given um, you know, restaurant, but now, you know, because I've done so much work, um, with healing emotionally, but also strengthening, um, and finding movement that makes me feel strong. And that brings me joy. I don't, I no longer have those issues. Okay. So that is a perfect segue into the next thing that I wanted to ask you, which is, if you could give three tips to our listeners who are dealing with chronic pain from not only your own personal experience, but your experience with the number of clients you've treated over the years, what would those tips be? So when I think when, when someone makes the decision to sort of begin their healing journey, there are a few things that are actually really important. So the first one is finding a practitioner that validates their pain. Um, a lot of times, you know, I have clients that come in and they feel like they've been dismissed by um, other healthcare practitioners because there's not a tangible or visible uh, source or cause of their pain. So that can cause them to, you know, get the runaround. So finding someone that validates the pain and also incorporates a holistic uh, style of treatment, right? Um, I had a patient, for instance, who she um, went, she underwent or went through a car crash 
So she was the victim of a car crash and the car that was coming towards her T-boned her driver's side on the left. And years later, her pain was manifesting only on the left side. So that's, again, a perfect example of the body keeping the score, the, the trauma, the physical trauma, the emotional trauma, and the event happened more uh, intensely on the left side because that's the side on which she was T-boned. And so the body remembered that pain, remembered that trauma. So all of her symptoms were on the left. She had been given the runaround about, you know, with other doctors saying like, we don't know what's wrong. You know, there's not really, you you escaped the, the motor vehicle accident unscathed. You know, we can't really see that there's anything wrong. All of your imaging looks good. You know, everything looks great. So you should be fine. But that wasn't the case for her. She held on to a lot of the emotional pain and, you know, sort of post-traumatic stress disorder on that left side. So um, a lot of the work that we did was helping her reconnect and find strength again in that left side of the body. So um, I think that finding a practitioner that listens and that validates your pain is very, very important. I think also what's important for listeners to know is that healing chronic pain will probably take a long time and a lot of commitment on your end. Um, it can be a tedious journey and it may involve, you know, a lot of different practitioners, trial and error, but staying the course um, will be hugely beneficial in helping to improve your quality of life. And I always try to encourage patients to be open to different things, right? Maybe try Reiki, maybe try acupuncture, maybe try swimming as a form of therapeutic movement and therapeutic exercise. So trying different things and seeing what your body responds to can be hugely helpful in healing um, physical pain and chronic pain. And so that's more on the clinical side. On the more practical side, um, I would say the first thing um, that clients can do or that listeners can do is walk, incorporate daily walking into their regimen. Um, walking is hugely be beneficial for the cardiovascular system, helps to calm the nervous system, releases endorphins. Um, it's great to just move and it's free. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you are in the city, it's a lot easier, but then, you know, if you're in, um, more so the Midwest or areas where people use their cars more, I'm sure there are trails that, you know, you can walk on. So we're on the beach, baby. So making a concerted effort to walk daily about 30 minutes a day can be hugely helpful in making the body feel good. Um, I'd say the second one is dancing, finding time to release that energy through movement, through dance. So, um, you know, you don't have to be a dancer, but I always recommend, you know, maybe making a playlist of your favorite songs 
and then jamming out in your uh, living room or in your bedroom um, and just letting your body move, maybe even closing your eyes. And it could just be one song. It doesn't have to be a whole, you know, one hour affair, but um, releasing that nervous energy can really help to calm again, the nervous system and um, have your body feeling good. Um, and then the last thing I would say is to prioritize quality sleep. Um, sleep is one of the most underutilized tool for self-care and prioritizing that. And I say quality sleep, which means ideally not waking up in the middle of the night or at the very most one time um, can be hugely beneficial in when it comes to cellular repair and just helping the nervous system to sort of regulate and find greater homeostasis. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about what's next in your business, given the sort of the years of this practice and the different modalities you are familiar with, what's coming next? Um, so I'm currently working on creating a space, um, a wellness space, really, that prioritizes holistic healing. So through physical therapy, through movement, particularly Pilates and bar, and also um, specializing in pelvic health. So I'm very excited about it. Um, and so that's definitely in the works. Okay, that's very, very exciting. And I think there's a great need for it because people are becoming far more aware of the incredible value in taking care of their bodies, taking care of their health, and how important it is and how important it is to maintain it over a lifetime. So I'm, I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear more about it. <laughs> I know you're not spilling any beans here, but you, you know you're gonna have to come back on another episode to talk about it when it happens. So uh, tell me what other, is this, would you call this your big dream? Is this something that is manifesting and you're saying, this is what I wanna do? Or yeah. is this leading to some other big dream that you have? I would say that this is probably the dream, you know, having dealt with um, several health issues myself, hormonal health issues. Um, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome um, and uh, chronic pain myself. I've done everything that I recommend to my clients. So it's, you know, I can understand clients better because I have gone through a lot of what they're experiencing. And so I think it helps me to connect to their stories, to empathize, um, and to also give them hope that there is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So for me, it's a huge privilege to create a space where I can kind of endorse and help people tap into their optimal health to find joy and movement um, and to feel good in their bodies. Um, I think, you know, we're 
hopefully moving away from exercise that is, you know, or movement that's, um, you know, super high intensity and, you know, no pain, no gain type of mentality and really running yourself into the ground to achieve certain ideals um, at the expense of your health. And I think now people are starting to understand the importance of intentional movement and that really the most important thing is to find something that feels good for you. Um, and that can that can vary from person to person, which is why I say, you know, really keep an open mind when it comes to finding movement that works for you in your healing journey. Boxing, cycling, walking, swimming, you know, all of those things, Pilates, bar, whatever it is, um, as long as you like it, that's really all that matters. Right. And what about, Lauren, since we know uh, and uh, the listeners are all about telling their life stories and understanding their unique and special gifts, how 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 have you thought about, not how have you thought about it, but have you thought about telling your life story and why? Um, yes, I definitely have. And it's something that, you know, probably as I become more established in my career with an established following, I think I will definitely, um, I will definitely, you know, try to write a book about my experience with health and, you know, physical pain. And um, I'm looking forward to telling that story. I think um, I draw, I try to drop bits and pieces here and there on my Instagram. Um, but again, I think later down the line, maybe in about 10 years or so, my goal is to write a book, um, describing what I've been through my journey and how I've made it, uh, to the other side. That sounds great. So Lawrence, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your incredible wisdom and passion for what you do. Uh, you have certainly made a difference and continue to make a difference in my life in terms of uh, you, you, you are definitely part of my holistic health team. And I think your insights will truly bless our listeners. But what I'd like for you to do is share with them the best way to contact you if they'd like to speak further, if they'd like to book uh, a PT session, a Pilates class, etc. Please share the information and the best way for them to reach you. So listeners can definitely reach me via Instagram. My handle is be well and bloom um, because I truly believe that when you are well, you bloom. So um, that's where the inspiration of that behind that handle uh, comes from. Uh, so Instagram is a great way to connect with me. And then um, if you are in the New York City area or are willing to travel to New York City, um, I work out of a wonderful clinic called Synergy Physical Therapy. And um, you can book a physical therapy session or a private Pilates session with me there. Terrific. And I will include listeners in the show notes, the information, Lawrence's information, as well as Synergy, which is spelled C-Y 
N-E-R-G-Y, physical therapy. I will include that in the show notes. Lawrence, thank you so, so much. Uh, and I can't wait to have you back when we get to talk about this great <laughs> healing center. We're looking forward to that. Uh. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to discussing that further. <laughs> okay, well, have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at MyMagnusOpus. Also, I'd like to get to know you. So please join our email list by signing up at www.mymagnusopus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.